Yes, indeed, it is the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to Ross Lebinski's on the one Ross Lebinski on the ones and twos. And shout out to you for rock with us on this Wednesday evening. Uh, you can always get involved with the program on the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. You can also do so uh, by searching 105 through the fan on YouTube or going to twitch.tv slash Dallas fan cam. Uh, here in about 20 minutes, we'll uh, discuss the Athletics 2023 NBA tiers and what that, you know, what that says about your Dallas Mavericks or, as well as other teams around the National Basketball Association. But uh, we got news earlier today. News, news, news. That uh, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, had appendicitis. <gasps> like he had surgery today. Um, so, yes, apparently he underwent a successful surgery, which is good because, uh, you know, it's very rare that you hear about unsuccessful surgeries. And I imagine that's always very, very bad. But obviously this is five days before, uh, you know, one of the biggest regular season games of this season against the Philadelphia Eagles. So apparently he experienced abdominal pain. And you were asking about yep. this earlier, Blake, because apparently this. you were not very familiar with appendicitis. So let me <laughs> let me school you in a way. Um, you know, he felt abdominal pain. So pain is abdominal. And he was like, you know, what's happening? So he decided to go. And he works in a place where they got. They got the best doctors. They got medical <laughs> everywhere. So he went and go talk to the medical staff. Um, and then I guess they figured out, you got appendicitis. We have to send you to the doctor um, and to the hospital. And so he went, he got, uh, went to the hospital, got surgery, and he was released uh, later. That's how you know you got that good doctors. The day he figured out he had the pain, he got surgery the same day. Well, I mean, look, if you have appendicitis, you'll go to the emergency room. We'll get it handled, right? So, I mean, look, it'll it'll get handled. It's just I imagine that the the payment afterwards... Goes a little bit different. Maybe maybe that Cowboys insurance. A little wink, wink. Covers in a whole different way. Um, however, the big thing about this story, right? Obviously, thoughts and prayers with Mike McCarthy as always uh, on his successful surgery. Anytime they cut and cut you open, I imagine that's that uh, for me personally that matters. Um, however, ooh, there's a little spicy. bit of, there's a little bit of spiciness <laughs> happening at the AAC. Um, but he apparently is expected to coach, and he anticipates to coach on Sunday, saying, "quote." You really think that tough Irishman is going to miss this game? Actually, that quote is attributed to defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. So he said, we're certainly anticipating Mike being back for the game. We'll hold it down for practices. Knowing him, he'll be online tonight, wanting to go through red zone and third down and everything else. We expect him to be rocking by game day. However, for me personally, maybe I'm just a week or whatever. Um, look, fighting through that. Is, is, is tough, and that made me think, what is the worst thing that you tried to fight through or maybe failed to fight through? Um, 877-881-1053. Blake, is there anything that comes to mind on something where you were just like, hey, man, I was fighting for my life, and yet and still I tried to fight through? Yeah, I got two. I was, I was just like Luca. Oh, they put a hand in his face. That's, that's not okay. Okay, so there's two for me. First one that comes up sports-wise. Football, 2018, Colleyville Heritage Cowboys. We were a very good football team. We lost week one. I got the schedule right here in front of me. We lost week one to Alito, 38 to 21. Running back Jace McKellen was just at Alabama last year, or this year. Very good team. Then we went 11 games, won all of them, made it to I don't know the second, third round of 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 the playoffs. Sound, it sounds like you just took this opportunity to brag. That's all I heard. What's, no, what's no, the I was here? I, I was not the star player on this team. We we had very good players on this team. Either way, I was feeling good uh-huh. that we're going to make the state championship. 
We're balling with the best team in Texas. We play Love at Coronado. We score 62 points, Reggie. And I had to watch us lose that game. Oh. How do you score 62 points and lose? We lost 80 to 62. So Oh, you was just talking about having a bad time. That well, that was the first one that came to mind of just having to watch us lose firsthand. Like I'm on the field. But you were physically okay. I I don't know. I was it was You were no, you were mentally in in pain, but you were physically okay. I was literally about to cry. It was just so because I we had already said we we're gonna win in our heads, and we lost that one. So that was one tough to watch firsthand us our hopes fall apart in our hand. Physically, so I'm about 10 years old. I'm at church camp, Alasso Ranch, and we're in the, um, what's it called? The dorms, I guess, the cabins. Sure. And we're wrestling like every 10-year-old kid does at church camp. And we're doing like jiu-jitsu. All, all, all. Oh, that's uh, uh, jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I thought you were just putting each other in headlocks. I mean, we probably, we probably out here doing leg kicks and that's crazy. They're, they're doing, so we're doing everything. And like I said, it's a cabin. So Lock every, in the arm bar, dog. What, you, what are you talking yes, about? Definitely arm bars are coming out and it's wood. Everything is wood bunk beds and it's my turn to fight. And I get up there and I don't know if I won or lost if I can't remember. Either way, my elbow hits the wood bunk bed. And I was like, oof, that hurts. Right. But I'm 10 years old. It's church camp next day. We're playing dodgeball, and this is the time you get all the ladies. Everybody's watching from church camp, the blue team, the green team. (laughs) You got to ball out. You got to ball out. Everyone's there. This is my time to shine. And I'm like, okay, Blake, play it smart. You're not feeling too great. You know, don't throw the ball, really. Everybody gets out on my team. It's like. Oh, so you had to. It's like 7v1. All right, so what what was your plan? Was your plan, (laughs) I'm going to Rambo this to get everybody out, or were you like, I just need to catch a ball and get somebody back in this game? I just need to catch a ball and get someone back in this game, okay. but <laughs> I, all the balls are on my side. So I had to Rambo this and get them all out. So I was like, all right, get somebody out. Boom, light throw. Then I'm like, all right, now the girls are looking, ooing and eyeing. I need to throw this hard. Throw it hard. Get somebody out. If you, You'll be able to see this if you're on the Twitch or YouTube. Reggie, my arm is like this, and it would not come up. Oh, no. It was stuck in you a downward. Like you were doing the robot? It was a that's downward crazy. 90 degrees robot. And I was like, oh, that's not good. And I walk over to the side. And I'm like, hey, my arm hurts. They put a little sling in it. I stay for the rest of church camp. Well, my elbow is it's excruciating in pain. Did not care. Because last year, I had sprained my ankle. And I, and, I didn't, and I had to go home early from church camp. So I was like, I'm not going home early this oh, year. Oh, so you were like, look, man, we just whatever we, this arm thing is doing, we just gonna fight. We're through just it. toughing it through. So I tough it through for the next like I don't know five days of church camp. Mom picks me up after the week. I go back home. First thing I do, I go to the doctor. I'm thinking, you know, elbow sprain, you know, whatever. They're like, no, you shattered your elbow in four different places, and there's still a screw in my elbow to this day for how bad I negligently went through that and didn't get it fixed. Because you wanted to play some dodgeball. Because I want to play dodgeball. Mm. I had to sit out football and basketball my eighth grade year. Couldn't do any sports. Had to rehab it. So that was a time that I played through pain trying to impress the ladies. I'm letting you know. You spent a long time talking, and people were like, man, you ain't getting real hurt for real. And then you were like, broken in four places. Like, okay, I guess that's fair. I guess that's I still, fair. I still got a screw in my elbow to this day to prove it. But, uh. Yeah, don't do it for the ladies for dodgeball. Apparently, y'all have been fighting through a lot of stuff here on the truckwreck.com text line. <laughs> what they uh, got? Let's see. Uh, someone said uh, from the 469, had rotator cuff surgery on Friday and sang a full two-hour gig. And then on Sunday or on Saturday, 
and then three church services on Sunday. I will never do that again. It was awful. Uh oh. And that's just the rotator cuff. I feel like were you holding the microphone in that hand? <laughs> I, I was like, I, I want to know. The same thing. <laughs> I want to know. And some some of y'all are like downright heroes as well. Uh, from the two and four, been going to work for the last three months, pretty much every day while undergoing cancer treatments. Oh, now that's a real G. Like, that's a oh, real G. My goodness, like, mine is nothing compared to that. That is incredible. From the eight one seven, forced to leave work because of kidney stones. I could barely stand, was but still working. Oh my goodness. Are are you familiar familiar what happens yes. with kids? Okay, yes. I was gonna say I know yes. that some some of the anatomical stuff eludes you, but you you know you know the pain of that one. Yes. and I know there's a lot of brethren listening on the sound of my voice that just kind of kind of clutched a little bit. Yeah, because that that pain. I, I almost didn't come to work because my nose was stopped up. These people are going with real medical conditions. Y'all are some heroes, and I salute you. Oh my goodness! From the two and four, they said their brother had appendicitis about two months ago and just went to the emergency room yesterday due to bleeding internally and externally. Oh my god! They say he's a moron. Okay, well, I don't know that name calling is necessary. Although I would have advised him to make some moves a little bit earlier than that. Yes. Um, let's see. From the six eight two, they said fractured my foot uh, my second year uh, overseas. Had to play half the season with it. Couldn't be hurt over there, or they'd send you home, no money or anything. Okay. Ooh. So yeah, that, a little bit of a baller in here. You're talking about some overseas hoops. Yeah, that, that's a little different than uh, what you were dealing with, where you was like, "Look, man, the ladies are watching." They were. He was like, "Hey, man, paychecks got to get, get got to hey, get signed. Hey, We've got to cash paychecks." Hey, at ten years old, that is your paycheck. Getting the ladies' validation. That's the paycheck. Get right to share there. some ice cream with a nice lady. Yep. Yep. Um, for me, the first thing that came to mind, and it is not. Not breaking my elbow in four places, <laughs> I can tell you that. It was actually up here at the station. I was Uh-oh. producing for the KNC Masterpiece, and I woke up that morning, and I was like... How long ago was this? I can't remember. It probably was, like, maybe last year. Okay. And I, I know that there's probably video of it somewhere. I know that there's, like, a picture of it, at least, uh, where I, I woke up, and I was just not feeling great. Like, mm-hmm. you know how you, you can stand up, and you're just like... Oh, yeah. I don't f-, and I couldn't put... I couldn't be like, okay, this is stomach pain, or, like, this is, like... It just... I didn't feel good. It was just a general. And so, especially because I could not pinpoint, I was like, I imagine that I was like, shake it off at some point. But at that, like, I could vividly think, because like I stood up, didn't feel good. I was like, nah, I got to lay back down. Uh, I'll give it some more time, see if I can kind of like rest up a little bit and then get better. And we started going closer and closer to that time where I, I need to get out the door. And I was like, I really should call someone and be like, hey, I'm not feeling great. But also, mm-hmm. look, the closer we closer we get to like showtime, the harder and harder it's going to be to get somebody else in yep. to do this. And I was like, nah. You ain't no bleep. Get up. You gotta. You gotta go. You can do this. Like, I, look, you're not even talking on air. Like, you can just push the buttons. It'd be yep. cool. You, you know, producing the show. We can just push the buttons, brother. When I tell you, I got up here. I start. We started the show. I put my head down, and I was just basically in. I feel awful, and I literally was. Just, and look, you're on automation mode. When I when I decide that I don't want to, I want to barely do my job. It's not a hard job, Ross. You can speak to this, right? Like, if if I'm just doing the ba- very bare minimum and just like pushing this button. It's not too hard of a job. No, but I, I've definitely been there. In fact, this is one of mine if we end up getting to me here in the segment. But, yeah, the exact same thing. But, like, if you come in here and you are not, like, mentally sound. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of ways to trip up. Oh, boy. <laughs> and my head was just down. And I, I feel like after a couple segments, I don't even remember which one of the guys. This is how kind of out of it I was. They were like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't think so. And they're like, you know what? You might need to tell Tim. And so we, we got it handled. Someone else like came in and started, you know, and took over. And I just went home and I pretty much slept for the rest of the day. I still don't know like what was wrong with me. 
But it was just like I felt so bad. I couldn't really do nothing. Uh, I, w- I was not useful to anyone was really the best way to put it. I was not, and I was like, I'm going to fight through it. And what did I get from my effort? A drive to work and feeling bad in front of other people. There That's you go. I, I didn't do anything really productive on I, that day. I, I tried to, when I was a server, I got root canal surgery and then had to work later that day. And that was probably the worst day of work in my life. Because as a server, you know, all you're doing is talking. And my mouth was was <laughs> numb and messed up. And I was like, I oh. How are you guys doing today? How can I help you? And I got like saliva in my mouth. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you were just ruining people's experience. I was like. You were like, I need these tips. But they were just sitting here like, I hope you don't. T- don't talk too close to my food. I was hoping that they felt bad. But my manager did let me off. I told them I had root canal surgery. They did not care. <laughs> so now you got to power through to work. Get that paycheck, baby. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, from the 254, broke five ribs in a car accident in high school and then rode the, fi- uh, the following Saturday. A road, like uh, like rowing, like crew. Oh, I was thinking high a bull. school. Oh no, road and uh, a high school rodeo club. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I was right. A bull. You. you got it. I was like high school rodeo club. What does that mean? Okay, yes. Road two Could or four bulls. Else. Nothing has hurt more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's I, hard even without broken ribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like, <laughs> and not just like a rib, five ribs. You know what's hard when you to do when you break your ribs? Can you still function. Breathe. With- Breathing is hard when you break your ribs. Why did you go do things? Can two, you five, still four? function with five broken ribs? Like, you can, you can just walk around normal with five broken ribs? I feel like... Well, n- normal is a relative concept. <laughs> I don't think you do anything normal with five broken ribs. Uh, keep sending those in. These, this, you guys have had lived lives uh, from the 512, had a flu and strep throat at the same damn time. Fever of 103. Moved all my family of five furniture from a first floor apartment Ooh. to a third floor with an oh. extra room by myself. That is wild. That's rough even without the flu. Because <laughs> the tough part about it is like moving is one of those propositions where this is the day. Yeah. Right? You can't just be like, hey, man, I'll let me it. move tomorrow. I'll like, hey, no, nah, the lease is up. <laughs> the locks will be changed. Yeah. We are not dealing. So you just got to make this happen. Yeah. That's tough. You got to do some medicine, put your headphones on, and power through yeah, it. Yeah, but that, that's when, look, I understand there's people that are like, don't ask your friends for help. Nah, you got to pull all the pity party in there. Somebody got to come here. I know yeah. you got a truck. I know you are able-bodied. <laughs> hey, the come pity help me party out, comes out when it's time to move. Help <laughs> me, please. Because I've moved once by myself, and it was the worst decision. You're just hating your oh, life. Oh, yeah. Like, I, uh, the biggest thing is if I can get to the place where I have enough money, it is pay for movers every single time. Yeah. The experience is just so different. Um, it's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. We'll keep reading your texts um, as we go along in the night of the times that you fought through. And uh, your worst situations that you had to power through in honor of Mike Ooh. McCarthy fighting through his appendicitis to coach your Dallas Cowboys. Coming up next, uh, The Athletic put out their 2023 version of the NBA tiers. Where are your favorite Mavericks? And what does it say about that team in regards to the, uh, the rest of the NBA? We'll talk about it next on 105 Through the Fan. So get right right here on 105 Through the Fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Appreciate Ross Lebinski on the ones and twos, and thank you for rocking with us on this Wednesday evening. And texting in on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. We asked in the last segment, uh, what's the worst situation you tried to power through in honor of uh, Mike McCarthy powering through his appendicitis and surgery that he had, a successful surgery that he had earlier today? to still coach your Dallas Cowboys, and he anticipates doing so on Sunday evening against the Eagles. Uh, you guys have been sending a whole bunch of them. We'll keep trying to read them. But how about this one from the 972 who said, had soldiers shoulder surgery to repair the joint after rolling his Jeep uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee seven times. 
on, on him, he, he got ran over by a well, Jeep seven times. No, but they were in their Jeep and rolled it. So, like, you know, oh, you know how Jeeps saying. have, yeah, like, yeah. a high yeah. or you know high center of gravity, and Good so it's easy yeah. to tip or whatever. Yeah. Uh, four days later, was back on work on limited duty uh, back when they worked in the operating room. Dang, not three days? No, I'm playing. That's crazy, though. I, I would be out for a month if I flipped my car seven times. I would be like, hey, Tim. It's going to be a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll let you know. It's like, hey, when are you going to be back? No, don't worry about it. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I'm feeling it. It'll it'll happen. Keep sending those in. There's a ton of them you guys have. You guys are you guys are fighters. I appreciate y'all. I really do. Um, how about this for some fighters as the Dallas Mavericks are putting that whoop? Putting it on it. What is it? Is this 40? Oh my god. 120 to 80. Luka Doncic is already done for the night. He has 30 he played 32 minutes, 40 points, 11 assists, 10 <laughs> rebounds and one uh altercation. Yep. I don't think it raised to the level uh it definitely wasn't no fisticuffs. <laughs> wasn't quite a brouhaha neither. It was a little bit maybe a little frustration. Maybe. But nah, it was just uh, Chris Dunn of the Utah Jazz put his finger in, my, in Luca's face. He kind of tried to laugh it off, <laughs> and then uh, Colin Sexton got between them and kind of separated them. It was a little bit of a little bit of spice on a floor, and particularly uh, it felt almost to the level of one of my favorite sayings, which is if you don't win the game, at least win the fight. Yep. Seemed like uh, the Utah Jazz were getting uh, result- resorting to that. You you caught uh, that Jason Kidd. He was uh, he was there. He was ready to stop that fight. <laughs> he was like, hey. Luca up by like 30. We don't need you getting ejected or something bad happening. So he got out there to protect his players. So it was a nice little spice. Not not as bad as Big Dom and Dre Greenlaw, but um, yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. Fun nonetheless, both of those guys, by the way, <laughs> apologized, uh, I believe, today uh, for their their actions in that game. Um, you mentioned Jaden Hardy had not gone on the floor. He has now gone on the floor. I imagine he's going to get some mop up time and opportunity to show his wares. However, uh, his wares are not displayed in this athletic 23 uh 2023 yeah. nba tiers the athletic likes doing this yearly or periodically because they don't they do this multiple times every basketball season where they go and they create a tier of the top players in the national basketball association i always find this an interesting exercise in seeing how players in the league are valued and viewed and especially how that fares for your for your Mavericks. Uh, do you ever keep up with these? With these, oh, I uh, love the player, tiers. Player tiers. I'm a big fan of tiers because it's it's interesting interesting to see how, like you said, how people see them and how different it is from my opinion or public opinion. So it's interesting to see. It also you know helps with the arguments, gives us something to talk about. So interested to see what they got to say. So all right, obviously, let's go ahead and start with the very top of this being the first tier of the NBA. And are these equal, like, five players per tier, or can there be, like, unequal no, numbers? No, no, no. I mean, they just kind of tier this on who are the players that need to be in the same same area, okay. and then if you are not, we move to the next one. Now, okay. the thing about it is they have five tiers. However, they've also separated them out into, like, sub-tiers. Okay. So there's tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, and tier five. But within tier one, there is an A tier and there's a B tier. Okay. And then within tier two, I believe there's an A tier and a B tier. Okay. Now, first of all, how many players do you think the Mavs have in tier one? One. Okay. Um, You are correct. There's only one player. Now, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tier one players in the National Basketball Association, according to The Athletic. Obviously, the one that you're placing in this is Luka Doncic. Do you think he is a winner? No, it was Dwight Powell. <laughs> like I was saying, obviously, Luka Doncic is the tier one player. Do you think he's a tier one A or a tier one B player? Come on, player? Reggie, don't play me. Don't play me. He is, he is 
He's either the first or second best player in the National Basketball Association, if you ask me. Not according to the Athletic, what? where their their tier one goes as follows, and of course it's a tier, so I don't know necessarily that these are in order. However, the tier one A consists of three players: Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic. They say those are the three best players in the league, bar none. And then in one B, actually, it's only six players. I, I I read wrong, and the other three players in the tier one B are obviously Luka Doncic. Kevin Durant and Joel Embiid. Do you okay. take you take a lot what? of offense, do you take a lot of offense to that or do you yes. just kind of okay? What, okay what's, so what's your I'll, uh, I'll, re- I'll do it for them. I'll be the athletic writer. No, no, no. I, I don't want you to redo it. I want you to give me what is your what's your problem with it because that, I think that's more interesting and insightful. Luca is definitely one A. I mean, Steph Curry based is, off of what exactly? Steph Curry is obviously amazing. Don't get me wrong, but Luca is the driving force on this team that has brought them to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, that doesn't work as an argument when you talk about Steph Curry being the driving force of a team that's won multiple championships. But, like you're not really going to lean on. Uh, so, beat so him so off are we that just one. doing over who's been the best over the career, or is this based on this year? Are we just saying because longevity award? I think, Luke- no, I think it remains that. But then look, you talk about the Western Conference Finals, and that is not this year. I. I, I think Luka Doncic is a, is a top three player. And I think one of the things that tough that's really tough is that defense ends up popping up in this. Does Steph Curry play defense? Did I miss something? No. No, but his offense is a, on a whole different level. I, I disagree. You think his is on a whole different level than, I do. than Luka's? I do. And I, I have a lot of respect for what Luka does offensively. I, 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 I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. I think Luka, when it comes to just offensive output, he's at the same as Steph, if not better. Assist numbers better. Efficiency numbers better. He shoots a lot more, obviously, but it, it give me give me the shooters that Steph has had for the last four years, and let's see Luca's numbers. Let's see how far he goes. So I, I I don't I disagree. I think that's blasphemy. I think I don't want this to be twisted that Steph is not good. He's probably the best point guard that we've seen this decade. Don't get it twisted. But right now this season, there's no way people are saying Luca's not a top three player. One B. What is this? Getting me heated on a Wednesday, man. All right, uh, we'll move along because I do want to get to more of this. So, wait, they had Joel Embiid in that? Yes. No, no, Jason Tatum, not a top six player. They don't have Jason Tatum as a tier one player. Interesting. Best um, team in the in the East right now. Got it. I mean, you can obviously point to the the ways in which Jason Tatum has not had like a level of a level of success in being a central point in the team. I I I guess I'm just getting confused on if this is the full if this is just this year the first like what 20 games we've played I mean or is this accounting what they did last year I, I, this, I imagine that all of those things come into factor right like the level of the caliber of player what you can prove that they've done and what they are still exhibiting and with that tier two um, has this some players a. this actually devo- de- uh, is broken down into three tiers okay. within uh, sub tiers two uh, a which is LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. Okay, I was about to say, how far is he going to fall? And Devin Booker. Yeah. Tier 2B, Anthony Davis, John Morant, Damian Lillard. And 2C, oddly enough, still J- James Harden, Paul George, Jamal Murray, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. See, yeah, yeah. what are we levels. doing? James Harden and Shea in the same tier? Is it Was this made like... Two years ago, what is happening? I think there's there's a level of respect for and that, skins on the table, and that's my thing. If wall, we're just rather. doing skins on the table, this guy was good a couple years ago, so we're gonna say he's still good. James Harden is not a top fifteen basketball player right now. Well, if you've been watching basketball this just this year or last year, he is not a top fifteen basketball player. Well, with that being said, 
Um, I didn't think I'd be this heated. I thought I was going to agree yeah, with yeah, you're, you're, getting, you're getting really mad. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder, I, I is, this, like this is this going to make you mad? Kyrie Irving doesn't appear until uh, Tier 3B. Oh, my god. Sitting gosh. alongside the likes of Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Trey Young, and Draymond Green, Woo! Pascal Siakam, right? Like... Jalen Brunson. I don't think I've ever been this heated on a segment. I usually agree with most of the stuff, and I'm Mr. Positive. But this one's got me heated. I just feel like, am I am I watching a different basketball game that Kyrie Irving is is playing at the level that Draymond Green is playing? And I love Draymond. But Draymond in 2023 is not... And understand, this is Woo! not this is not simply a power ranking. This is a like a, a, a attempt at kind of accumulating the capabilities of all of these players. And I do find that interesting because the secondary star player on this team, at least as, as it's supposed to be viewed, at least by the athletic, is being ranked a, amongst the likes of guys that are looked at as either like as like two, uh, two or three. Yeah players on a championship team and he for your team it needs to be your second best can you give me player. the tier two list one more time you can run through them the I'll, entirety of the tier two list yeah i'll just say right or wrong i'll just go quickly uh lebron mm-hmm. Kawhi, mm-hmm. jimmy butler jason mm-hmm. tatum devin booker anthony davis john morant damian lillard james harden paul george jamal murray shea gilgis alexander see J- jamal ah, but he's been hurt this year shea should be bordering top 10 he shouldn't be that low he's been Amazing. Getting this OKC team to where they are, averaging 30 points, best clutch shooter efficiency-wise in the fourth quarter in those clutch minutes. So I don't know how he's that far. I think a lot of this Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, great players, don't get me wrong, but just this year and recent, they haven't been those takeover guys. Like, Oh, that's tough to say with Jimmy Butler, who is notoriously I, a takeover guy when it ultimately matters I, in a big way. Like The tough part about it is like none of these players are going to fit neatly into a box that all the other players fit into. Yeah. And so I think that's the tough part is like, I don't know that you can compare them one to one. I think that this is kind of like you have to take the general aura. But I do find it interesting that Kyrie Irving falls to that level. Insane. And then if we want to take this to the next level, right, we always knew that you kind of had those two top players. And maybe you go, all right, cool. Um, You know that Kyrie Irving is not the same caliber as Luka. We all understand Luka Doncic is a different level of player as Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving. Who is your third best player on this team? Unfortunately, it's a 19-year-old rookie. You think so? Do you, and do and you has think nothing to do he, against Derek Lively. He's and do you, do you think they'll view him when you were talking about like a tier list as opposed to which? And you've already established mm-hmm. that there's some level of like skins on the wall mm-hmm. and like. Oh, he's it. definitely not making this list. Okay, definitely not. Do you I, think? Do you think that there's any other player that might uh, make this list? How many players on it total? Is it like a roundabout? Like, is it like 60, 70 ish players? Um, unfortunately, I don't get a nice, clean accounting of if, that. If, here. if there's a good amount of players, I would assume they'll put Tim Hardaway Jr. No, he does I, not show up on this. <laughs> that was that would be my only. The player that does show up on this list in the five A territory, Grant. Grant Williams. Yeah, and that's a player who also has had a little rough go of it recently. Yep. Um, because you basically when was his tears? When was his made? I need I need a date. This was updated recently, like as of this week. Woo! And we, with that being the case, get him on the phone. Grant Williams is in a tier alongside the likes of let's see. Clay Thompson, Al Horford, and now Clay Thompson has had a bad year, <laughs> yeah. but Al Horford, Scotty Barnes, uh, Dylan Brooks, and I, I would agree with that. Grant, Gary Trent, yep, Herb Jones, yep, uh, Mike Conley. Like I, these are the these that's, are that's the, his best tier. That's his best tier. I would agree with right now how he's playing. He fits in that tier. And th- these are the players. Like consider the kind of players that we're in. like. These are just like high level role players. Yep. I was going to say that above average role players. 
And Grant Williams, you almost want to be uh, like a player that we mentioned in Draymond Green. You almost want him to be an organizer of your defense. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, is there anything that, even though you kind of disagree with some of the ways that kind these of. are ranked, I think, um, I, think, like, I think it was almost all of them. I mean, did you what, even what, read what you, Anthony Edwards' name? Is he even on this? Well, no. I mean, I skipped some folks. Obviously, I can't read everybody on but the list. Was he on? He wasn't on the two A, two A, C, two D list, like. Is Anthony Edwards not a top 20 player? Am I not watching basketball this year? Am I Tyrese Halliburton? And Edwards He's not is a good? 3A player right now. <laughs> oh, my. 3A? Yes. Um, and wow. so I, I think I, I agree with you. But I also some of this is like we're starting to do projection on some of these players uh-huh. that I don't think that this is caught up with. It feels like this is a little bit behind on the projection aspect of it. Okay. But just from this perspective, mm-hmm. how do you think that that kind of reflects what your Mavericks have where – your star player is given, I think, enough respect in that he is in the class of top five type player in this league, which we all understand. Mm-hmm. Ky- Kyrie Irving is maybe in that place where we're talking top Underrated. 25 player. And then Grant Williams is viewed as like, all right, good role player, like high level role player. Like, what do you think that says about this Mavericks that, team? I think as much as I disagree with this list, it is in an entirety for the Mavs pretty much true. For for all intents and purposes, and I think that's the biggest problem. We don't have that third guy that can consistently step up and give you minutes. If you look on on all these teams, the Celtics, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are obviously your one A one B, but they got Porzingis that can give you fifteen, eighteen, twenty a night. That's probably higher on this list than Grant Williams is. The Sixers, they got they got three guys. The the um, Timberwolves, OKC, like we just don't have that needle pusher and we were hoping for grant to be that and he kind of was at the beginning of the season but if we're going to be a championship contending team he's got to at least be a like you said that draymond rings like a 3c i don't know exactly where he fell 3d kind of kind of area and we don't and i think 5d is indicative of how he's played this season so it is kind of where we're just like you said it is that gap year where we're not really there yet kyrie's got to be playing maxed out luca's going to do his thing every night that we come much accustomed to but Grant and Derek Jones Jr. and Derek Lively all being role players can be enough, but I just don't think well, how competitive the Western Conference is, is going to be and it's shaken up to be that that's going to be enough. So this list is is telling. I think we're about a year or two away. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of feel that way. Now, this could be interesting if they're able to kind of figure out some things towards the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's still a lot of growth. You mentioned that who it looks like is probably going to be your third best player, at least by the end of the season, is Derek Lively. and. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's a steep learning curve, but he's picking up on it. And Very so if, if he picks up on that and gets to a certain place where it looks really good, what can this team possibly be? I think that's one of the questions. But, yeah, it's it's kind of tough. It speaks to the way in which your roster is somewhat still limited if you're trying to look at competing on the highest levels in the mm-hmm. NBA. Mm-hmm. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's do a little sharing time. We'll do that next on The Fan. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Thanks to Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos. And thank you for rocking with us on this Wednesday evening in the Metroplex where, unfortunately, your stars fall. Actually, they're in South Florida. They lose 5-4 to four against the Florida Panthers. But uh, if this does anything for you and makes any of it up for you, uh, your Dallas Mavericks. Whopped them. Put a beat them down on the Utah Jazz. We're visiting the AAC. How's this for a beat them down? Talk 50, to me. 50 point uh, margin of victory, 147 to 97. 
in favor of your Mavericks. Of course, this is not a great Utah team, and it was also missing some starters. That being said, that's a professional basketball team. Yep. Your team beat by 50 of them things. Kai, uh, Luka Doncic puts up a 40-point triple-double, 40 points, uh, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Kyrie Irving with 26 points. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. with 17. We'll give you more on what's happening with, or what happened in that one uh, when we get to your, our headlines. But right now, it's time for some sharing time. Yes. Right? You got What you got? So, as usual, I didn't know what I was going to do for sharing time, and then something hit me. So, I'm watching my favorite podcast, Bad Friends, and they're talking about being on the airline and kind of the etiquette that goes with it. So, this one's just more of a conversation, Reg, and our listeners, on what airplane etiquette is right. Is it legal? And maybe you can educate me, or is it just rules that we follow? And I just kind of want to get your feedback on how you act at the airline, because I, the last time I was on a flight was when I went to London last year. So it's been a little bit. And I, I feel like I'm a pretty average flyer. So, okay. All right. First of all, at Reg, I should, okay. when yes. you go to the airline, what, what, what's your attire? I'm, I'm a sweat, headphones, very simple, not really trying to be bougie and look cool. Yeah, I, I want to be comfortable, but I also don't want to look entirely too slovenly personally. I mean, it's I, like a nice sweatsuit. Yeah, it's funny. Matches. It's funny to think about how how different we've been like in America yeah. in our, uh, our our air travel um, kind of norms, because mm-hmm. you go back and I don't know how many years, probably, let's say, I don't know, the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. where we talking about. People go and get on uh, these airplanes and they're dressed to the nines, right? Like this is an opportunity to be seen, to see and be seen. So, you know, you want to make sure you're looking nice. However, uh, some dummy thought they were going to try and sneak a bomb into a plane with some shoes and we got to take those off. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure. Why are you looking at me like that, Ross? You don't know that's why we have to take off our shoes? I mean, I guess I never really thought about it. Yeah, you can stuff stuff in your shoes. So now we got to get you know, we undressed gotta, and get take, stripped at the right. at the security TSA line. Right. So I'm not gonna wear jeans because I don't want to wear a belt because I don't want to take that off. Right. So it's sweats. Yeah. And I'm you know I'm gonna wear something that I can some at least some kicks that yeah. I can slide on and off pretty easily. So you a slides kind of guy. That's the I'm dilemma. Not, I'm, I'm not going slides because slides just feels a little bit too <laughs> right? free. Right. I need something that. But yeah. I'll wear I'll wear some sneakers. You know what I mean? They can so, slip off. That I can you know slip on slip off pretty. You're not easily. wearing combat boots. No, no, absolutely not. Nothing, nothing. That I gotta lace up too heavy. And so yeah, for me it's it's comfortable but you know relatively presentable and okay. look man we got to a place where athleisure is something that you can go go out with anyway, and it, it can so. still look kind of nice yeah exactly, match set. exactly. Okay. so i'm in the same boat i wear that pretty casual now when it comes to carry-ons and bags flying i try to get as much stuff as i can on my little on my, your, on your on carry-on my, on my no my free bag the one that's going not on the plane or oh, does you, not, does you, you're still che- you still check a, a bag? Yeah. Oh, whoa. Am I not supposed to check I, a bag? I mean, no, I was just asking. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, look, you got real defensive <laughs> right quick. Well, you said you still check a bag. No, or, I was just saying, it was just a, it was a question because yeah. I personally I don't I try not to check a bag. I, I'm well, very I was much gone a, for two weeks, so I was going. Sure, yeah, you, so you, you need, I, you need I needed a bunch yeah, of stuff, so I did my check bag. I put as much stuff, and I, every time they say it's overweight. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta make sure that you. That's just weight, so though. annoying. Has anyone ever gone? And it, I feel like that's just like a natural thing that happens. Your bag's like a pound overweight. Is that really tipping the scale? Like, well, I, mean, I don't get that. Clear, clearly, it literally is. Oh, gosh. Set myself up for that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, look, do man. We have, I, do we have I, a Kadoosh <laughs> button back there? <laughs> um, but, yeah, man. Like, I look, I, I, I don't remember the last time I did check a bag. So, but, uh, you know, get your scale. Okay. You know, see, see, try and, try and mat, uh, meet where you need to. And then, honestly, 
at that point, you probably just are like, we got to pay this. Okay. We got to so, pay. We got to pay. Oh, no, sure I never get... pay. I take stuff. I'm the guy unzipping it and oh, taking stuff out. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking stuff out and putting it in my carry-on. You okay. are the worst. So now we're on, we're on the plane. We're, yeah. we're walking through this. We're yes. on the plane. Yes. This is the most annoying thing. I was. Uh, there's one more that's coming up the most annoying. When you try to put your carry-on right above you, because that's what a normal person does, but there's never a space there. Why is that not allotted? To the to whoever seat that is that, that those three people get those three slots because those are those three slots are never available. That gets me heated. Why is that just free reign? Because it is, and then you try you have to go five rows back or forward to get your carry on before and after the flight. Yeah, that's fair. Look, I, I think there's there's some folks that are like you know my my carry on and then my like personal bag or yeah. whatever I might put it up there, and so you know that kind of changes the math on the little this. duffel bag. Yeah, for me personally. I'm I try and be pretty easy going with all this because I know that, look, man, you start stressing about this. You make your trip uh, a lot less comfortable than it needs to be. Um, as long as I could get my bag on the plane, no matter where it has to go, it's fine. All right. As long as we go to the, we'll get to the same place. If I have to walk a little bit back or front on the plane to get my stuff. OK, it'll be OK. However, uh, the where it gets me mad is when I get to the when I'm, you know, getting on the plane and like, actually, you got to check your bag because these other people done taking all these slots. Mm. That's where I get upset. That's Re- me personal. Reggie is not a check bag kind of guy. And no, because re- I'm like, I clearly I clearly pack this in such a way where I don't ha- like if I need to check my bag, I'll check my bag. I, I was not prepared for that. I, I am moving in such a way where I'm uh, planning to not check a bag. Speaking and y'all of are making me do that. Can, which one could you not have liquids on? Is it your carry on? Or is it the one that you that you check? Yeah, the, your your carry on. You cannot have liquids. Okay, so or actually, you can have liquids, but up to a certain amount. Okay, so now follow me. Now we're sitting down in our seat, and Ross, I'm gonna need you if you can fact check me on if these are laws or if there's just airline regulations that we follow. Because this is my gripe. I feel like it's probably not a law. The when they make you turn off your phone or not oh. use your phone and make it an airplane mode, or even worse, the little tray that you have to put it up for some reason and you can't recline your seat. What is that going to... If the plane crashes, I don't think it's going to matter if my seat's reclined or if my tray is down. Well, I, I, we probably have some, like, either pilots or airline uh, employees listening. Let us know on the eight seven on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053, because I've always thought that... Part of that is uh, putting it on airplane mode is trying to reduce the amount of like sig- uh, cell signals that are being sent from the plane so that we can, you know, clear up the airways, make sure that only the important. But uh, no one does it. Ha- does anyone actually do it? I do it. Okay. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm not trying to make no. You know what my general philosophy is? And this goes beyond, <clears throat> air, you know, uh, air travel. This is just like in life. I'm not trying to make nobody doing their job. I'm not trying to make their lives harder. And I get that. If they were so like, like, if they're if, like, "Hey, man, you need to turn off the." All right, cool. If That's they were cool. to walk up to me and say, "Hey, sir, we see you on your phone." Turn uh, off, so you need someone to come yes. tell you like you're a child. Yes. They told you over the over the intercom. And I'm looking at everyone else emailing 25 people, and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna keep texting while I can for the last five minutes before it's off for the next couple hours." So that gets me heated. Either way, the tray you can't have out. So now we're on the flight. We're in the air. Do 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 do. And they bring you some mid food. Has it ever, has airline food ever been good? Ever. It's always like the worst food you can think of. And you got no other choice either to starve or to eat it. Why can't we get some world renowned food or at least, you know, just average, above average, just like a sandwich. It's always like something you don't want to eat and you don't got a choice. And I just hate that. And obviously, I don't fly first class, guys. So I don't have a I filet mignon, no first, filet first mignon class, no, coming no. out. It's like cold lasagna with green beans and like a roll and peanuts. So can we step up the airline food, especially with my ticket? It's pushing, pushing P. It's pushing money. It's a lot of it's a lot of bread coming out. 
I should be getting some decent food. Am uh, I wrong? I guess. I don't know. Like, me personally, I'm just like, that's something that I could fix pretty easily if I eat eat before I get there. What if it's a long flight? Pushing six hours. It's not like a little two, two three-hour flight. Look, I hear you, right? Six-hour flight. We got to eat some probably. <laughs> I'm just going to eat and be like, I'll deal with what I got. Right? I mean, I, mean, I dealt with it. As you can tell, like, I'm, 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 I, look, and I'm not saying that you don't have the right to, like, you know, demand certain things. For me, I'm just like, it's not worth my hassle. If like, I'll eat what it takes, what's there. It'll be sustenance. If it's an hour flight southwest, I'm not tripping. But w- more so, I'm relating to my flight that was like 10 hours to London, and mm. we got one thing of cold lasagna, and I'm like, this ticket was more than $1,000. I can't get more than some cold lasagna and a fizzled down soda. And for me, I'm so just Canada like, dry. I'm like, yo, where, where, where's, where's the, uh, where's the culinary kitchen that they are working in to make all this food? I'm like, it's cool. Y'all probably had like some, uh, y'all probably had like a lean cuisine back there and popped it in whatever microwave y'all got. I know how that also fine. Okay. going back to take it off. You know how they say you can't stand during the flight and you got to have your seatbelts on. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. The flight attendant be walking around while they do it. Did they have some kind of weight balance class that we don't all know about that they just well, at the plane was to crash they would know how to handle it better than the rest of us a regular folk. i imagine they don't got the same liability issues as y'all do it, like it we, just makes me mad there's a lot of stuff up, that not goes listen on to the rules bump your head and then want to be mad at delta or whatever like some jerks <laughs> i feel like exactly there's a lot of it, stuff in the airline that they do that they just tell us as rules and we just follow it okay. yeah shout, shout out to the 214 that said and this may not be a rule per se but it's a norm that we should all really uh work to encourage uh, people that walk around without shoes on planes are the worst. This Ew. is not your house, dog. Can you please respect, like, respect the rest of us and the fact that we're all sharing this okay. air? Speaking of another social norm that's not a rule, you're sitting in the you're sitting in the middle seat or just any seat. Who gets the armrest? Age old question. All right, so I'm I'm subscribed to this very particular way, which is if you, I mean, you are on the aisle. You get that outside armrest. Okay, but you get the you get the you, you know get the ad- you get the yep. added legroom of the aisle. You on the uh, you get the window, you know you got that. You can lean on the window, right, <laughs> and whatever, and you can see out. You get that outside armrest. As in you in the middle seat, you don't have no special benefits. No so you specials. get you get both armrests. Okay, in the I, I, that's I, the way I, that I view it. I feel like that's the most equitable way. I can I can, that get I can with see that. that. Now going back to the window, are you a are you a window down or window up kind of guy? I usually put it up, but also like I'm trying. I'm not trying to make anybody's day too bad. So I'm like, if I want to see something, I'll open it up, and I don't care what you think. But I also won't keep it open too long if it's like clearly bothering folks. Yeah, so like there's you- a there's a middle ground. Like I'm going to do what I want to do largely, but also if, it, if it's if it's a large annoyance, I'm not gonna mess. Now, what I don't appreciate is you feeling like you get to tell me what to do. Oh, talk to me, Reg. Like. <laughs> You need to close that window. I don't need to do nothing. I, I bought the window right seat for a reason. Like, You're in the middle, I'm, buddy. This is where I'm at. You but, got your armrest, and that's it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, that's I appreciate, pretty much it. I appreciate you bringing that airline in. etiquette. Uh, this this is a fair thing to bring up by uh, Tolo Casey on the track on the truckwreck.com text line from the eight one seven. These are first world problems. Who cares? Um, that's right. I mean, duh. That's right. None of this ultimately matters in a large way, except for the food. Bad food could could uh, go to bad diet and nutrients and then you can oh, die you, you think this one is really messing up your cholesterol it could you never that, know that it depends how much you fly but other than the rest yes they were just me complaining about airline etiquette very good uh that's some sharing time here on the get right on 105.3 the fan coming up next we'll get you your headlines on this wednesday evening in the metroplex on the fan